and welcome to Get Wood. My name is Jess Wood. Get Wood. It's your first storytelling show from a comedian lady, sex positive, also ex-sex worker. I know I like to give that credit at the beginning of my show. Why? Because I feel like it, it helps with the Get Wood because people are like, whoa, this lady. And I go, yeah, this lady. What's up now? Hey, hey, lovers. What a week it has been. Thank you for joining me today. I am so thrilled to be here, but I have to just tell you, it has been a real week. I mean, I haven't had to fight in a war or anything, so that's kind of fucking cool, right? I mean, I dress in yellow and blue a lot to stand by my ladies and my girls up in Ukraine, but um, because they're very tough people. I hear friends from Ukraine and Russian friends, and they're very tough people. I don't know if you see, they have interview with child in bomb shelter. Yeah, they had an interview with a child in a bomb shelter. Not even an interview, just a hi, how you doing? And it was this young boy, he's about 10 years old, and um, the interview, the newscaster says, oh my goodness, are you so scared? Are you frightened? I mean, they're bombing outside. I'm so sorry that you have to be here. Are you so scared? And the boy looks at her and he goes, eh, so, so. Oh my God. <laughs> These kids are tough. I know I talked about that last week, but I just have to say, they're so much tougher than us. And I just, I'm sending prayers. Anyhow, this week, my life was like a country song. See, I don't want to compare it to to outside of America. So we'll just say, how dramatic was your life this week, Jess? Well, it was like a fucking country song. No, I didn't lose my mom. No, I didn't take a train anywhere. And I didn't fall asleep drunk. But it was very much like a country song. I will tell you this. Uh, hey, Tokaya. I, uh, oh boy. I had my car break down, which, you know. It's quite a, an American problem, uh, like rich people problem. Uh, the car broke down and my TV broke. Oh my God, what kind of an American am I? I mean, if your TV is broken and your car is broken, God damn it, what kind of an American are you? You call yourself an American without no TV, without no car? What the hell are you if you can't have no television or car, automobile? Uh, automobile? No more Yankee, my wanky. I know you're not supposed to do that anymore, and that's a terrible character from an old film from the 80s, but you know what? I can't help it. Automobile? Where's Grandpa's automobile? Automobile? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he was a sexy character. I don't know why Long Duck Dong gets such a bad rap. Although I get it. You know, it's not fair. Don't make fun. Although... What happened to making fun? You can make fun of me, make fun of ladies, uh, Jews. Uh, if it's funny, I'm going to laugh. Uh, all right. So anyway, we had an ignorant sense of humor in the 80s. Okay, whatever, fuckers. Listen, I my age range, I see you, fuckers. I, the age range of people that listen and watch me, it's about 34 to 52, which is, you know, old older millennial. What do you all call yourselves? The gen millennials? I don't know what the shit you'd call yourselves, but there's a name. The older millennial and the Gen Xer. Y'all really like this. Now, a Gen Z will sneak in once in a while, and they'll just be like, oh, God, I can't. She's talking about things that are not supposed to be talked about, you know? I used to work with a girl who was much younger than me, and uh, she listened and watched the show, and then she said, I had to stop. 
And I said, why? And her name was Megan. I love Megan. She's like a really sweet girl. But she said to me, I can't handle your um, Asian characters. And I was like, just the Asian uh, folks you can't handle? I I do every every type of accent in the in the rainbow and you and that's the one that you can't handle and she goes yeah and I said well that's your problem <laughs> I'm such a, a bitch anyway no tv no car what kind of an American are you uh but and then I realized wait a second then I remembered I'm in a lot of debt hey America we're still hanging loose together. Come on, look at you, you little debt collector. And part of my brain is like, maybe there will be a war and all these bills will be gone. I mean, we'll be gone too, but the bills will be gone. Ah, oh, God. I feel like a lot of people in America feel like that. They're like, it's been a lot of, there's been a lot of school shootings and fucking, you know, pandemic and the goddamn housing shortage, all this shit. They're like, you know what? Just put us out of our fucking misery. <laughs> What does my aunt say? My aunt in New York, she goes, Ugh, just take me back out back and shoot me. She compares herself to a horse on a on a ranch that gets hurt. Or a horse in a in a race that gets hurt. Take me out, take me out back and shoot me. <laughs> oh good God. Anyways, how's everybody else's week? Good? Good. Good. Good for you. Look at you out there doing the things you do, trying to get by. Ooh, it is a lot right now. The the energy, look, yes, she's a witch, burn her. But the energy all around us right now, whoa, okay, okay, okay. Is everybody watching Claws? I want to thank every woman and man who got back to me about going to watch Claws. And I want to say thank you. And congratulations. Listen, my aunt even went and watched. My auntie, Vicky, she went and watched it. <laughs> and she goes, you didn't tell me how sexual it was. And I said, well, listen, I, you know, I thought I said it's like sex and drugs and Russian mob and Dixieland mob. And, you know, it's very exciting and dramatic. And she goes, I happen to be watching. All right. I was hanging out with some friends, a couple that I know. I don't know him like so much, but, uh. Uh, we're watching it. I'm watching with the couple, the first episode of the first season. And I know the first episode of the first season, bam, bam. There's so much fucking, ah, ah, like there's so much sex. There is so much, like, you can't believe this was on TNT. This seems like maybe a Skinamax situation. And, um, so my auntie's like, it was very sexy. I couldn't believe how sexual it was. <laughs> she goes, I was sitting with a couple. I, I don't know how they felt about it, but I felt very turned on. <laughs> ah, my aunt is the best. Do you know that when I did phone sex in front of her by accident, it wasn't a planned thing. Um, when I did phone sex, because I used to do it out of my apartment. And those of you who know me, know me. If you know, you know. <laughs> Uh, oh God, it doesn't pay as well as they say either. So kids don't, don't do it. Even if you're hard up, sell your feet pictures before you go to try to do phone sex, because also you don't want that kind of shit. (laughs) You just don't want people putting their stuff on. I mean, I wasn't great at it. I was really good at the voices, but I wasn't great at coming up with dialogue or coming up with scenarios or anything. So I always counted on my friends who were over at my apartment during the day they would write shit down in the book. Because, <laughs> yeah, I kept a book. I kept a diary of all the phone sex 
all the customers and what they wanted. Well, my boss, I never met her. And she was like, oh, Jessica, you do. She sounded a little like my mom. And she was a big fat lady, just like my mom. And she she goes, oh, Jessica, you're going to be great at this. You do characters and you're an actress. It's going to be the perfect job for you. You're going to clean up. You're going to clean up. And let me tell you, the only thing I was cleaning up was my boyfriend's jizz after he came, after he listened to me do my phone sex job. Come on. This is all very real. Um, So my auntie, oh, during phone sex, my auntie, you're very hot. Well, I'll tell you, she uh, was there one day when I was doing the phone sex and I did and I did a it was like a toilet slave or something. It was something quite, quite heavy and like embarrassing. If you let's be real, it's all embarrassing when you're next to your auntie and she's and she's listening to me do the phone sex call. And then I hang up. Well, if you do phone sex, you know this, but uh, the men hang up on you when they come. (laughs) Just an FYI. And just like real life. Uh, so um, I hang up and I look over at my auntie and she goes, oh, you're good. I got a little wet. Oh, my goodness. Um, oh, dear. You know, in- inappropriate really is what it is. Not that I'm not used to inappropriate shit from my family. My mom once called one of my boyfriends fuckable. Mm, that's not appropriate, miss. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that. A uh, couple things that weren't really appropriate uh, this week were jobs that I tried to go and get. And you know what? It's okay. It's not their fault. Have you ever gone for jobs? Well, here's the thing. I'm an artist, right? There's lots of artists out there. Creators, actors, comedians, art, painters, uh, uh, poets. <laughs> okay, I see you, my gorgeous friends. And... Um, you all uh, understand what it feels like to be a struggling creative and having to put your ego aside to go and get a job, like a survival job is what they call it, right? I like that they call it that. In the business, you know, I should do my mom's voice for that because my mom was an actress my whole life. Uh, and my mom used to, you know, my mom was a cocktail waitress, actually, uh, when I was a little girl. And... Um, Jesse, don't let him grab your ass. I always slap him in the fucking face. Jesus Christ, who's grabbing your ass? And why are you slapping your customers? But I guess they, she had regulars. So, mama, go. Uh, it was before she lost the fronts. Anyway, uh, so it kind of runs in my family, the waitressing thing. So even though I was very adamant about not ever waitressing again. Now, I don't know if it was partly my ego, if it was partly my friend, if it was partly like uh, I used to work with a woman who was about my age now, uh, about 10 years ago. And I was like, I'll never be in the waitressing at that age ever. And I'm like, "Mm, you better shut the fuck up is what I'm saying. No, I'm not saying be hard on yourself. And I'm not saying don't take risks and go for goals and have huge dreams and, and be going towards them, which is, you know, my direction. However, you do need to pay your rent, you know, if, and if you can't get your rent together from your art, you got to go grab a little jobby job. Okay. I don't have to explain that to you fuckers. I know you know, but you know, it's just, I have to say it out loud because sometimes it's hard. It's not in the, you know, I didn't go get a job in the, in the business that I want. You know, Jesse, it's very hard to get a job in your craft, 
you're very, very talented at your craft, and yet it's quite hard. You know, only 1% of SAG actors work, honey. That's a very, very small percent. And I'm like, I know, mom, I know, but bitch, you raised me on welfare. Like, why are you telling me not to do this? It's my calling. It is my calling. And plus, I do comedy, so I ain't waiting around for a fucking acting job. I go out and do comedy, comedy, comedy. Comedy, comedy, comedy. That was uh, one uh, reggae club that I used to do comedy at in <laughs> New York. They would interrupt the dance hall. You know, everybody would be like, too many suckers and not enough time. You know, Mad Lion, if you remember. Boop, boop. Anyway, they'd re- rewind, and then all of a sudden, it would be like, hey, everybody, have a seat, because it's going to be comedy, comedy, comedy. And I was like, I was always like mortified, like, fuck, man. I would have hated to have been stopping dancing for fucking comedy. Fuck you. But I'm just too jaded about it. <laughs> These folks were really nice. They really enjoyed it. So uh, not everybody they didn't enjoy but they enjoyed the shit out of me because I'm funny. So anyhow, if I could just be keep being funny all over the fucking place and just make that money, but you know, the, fu- the <coughs> perhaps if I didn't choke on my own spit, the funny money, it's, it's, it's here and there, but it's not, and I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> Hi, Billy Ray Valentine, Capricorn. I need a structured, consistent income, even if it's from the government for unemployment like it's been the last couple of years. Thank you, government. This is the only time you'll ever hear me thank the government. Ever. <clears throat> so, okay, I need to calm down. I am like so riled up because it was job interview week. That's why, this is what I'm telling you. All the job stuff, all the like, you know, ego and fear and anxiety. Oh my goodness. I had so much anxiety the night before I went to the first place that I, uh, job interviewed and I'm not going to blow, I'm not going to blow up their whole situation. You know, I probably shouldn't say those words on (laughs) anyway. Uh, I'm, I'm so warm all of a sudden. Oh my goodness. My, my pearls. So, the night before I was going to this first job uh, training, yeah, uh, I, w- I woke up around 4.30 in the morning, and I usually do. I don't know about y'all, but I, I drink a lot of uh, water before I go to sleep, <laughs> so I inevitably wake up 4 in the morning. And because it's close to 4.20, bitch, I'll take a bong hit, because I want to go back to sleep. Do you know? I want to have some, I want to sleep. But the other night, I had to wake up real early. And so I was like, mm, I'm not used to waking up early. I get married. So I woke up 430 in the morning. I didn't take that bong hit. And well, short story long, I fucking couldn't sleep all night. So I had about four hours of sleep before I went into this place on uh, Friday. But I rode my bike. No, I rode my bike on Wednesday. Anyways, it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine, salt and pepper. <laughs> limousine. Okay. It's so tough to think that you're going to do something and then you get there and it is not that at all. Especially, I'm going to say especially when the people tell you just a couple days before what this job is going to be. And then you get there and this job is not this job. That job is not this job. That job is like a dream job. That job is like a, like a fantasy job that I've somehow 
would have gotten. This job, however, Ernst get huh? So it's not gonna work. Anyway, what I'm saying all this for is because I knew in my body. I knew in my body. I felt it. I said, "Ooh, this isn't okay." And I looked around at things. You gotta look around at things. I don't care where you are. You got a person's house you're trying to fuck. You got a job you're trying to get. You better look around. There was some stuff that I just couldn't. My OCD couldn't handle it. Do you hear what I'm saying here? Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm not built to be somewhere where there's going to be like a coffee cup in the bathroom. Ah, like I'll, I'll have, you know, some, I, my blood pressure was real high that day. So, um, also you need an incentive if you're going to have someone work. You need to have an incentive for money. You know, how about a little money? How about a little something? How about a little something? Well, there wasn't really enough incentive for me to stay at this joint, but sweetheart of a girl that helped uh, that got me the interview and the training uh too bad the lady didn't really tell me the truth about what i had in store for myself but you know what you live you learn and you and if i don't put myself out there i don't know what the hell's going on out there and i might get excited about some shit but it's okay go on to the next thing so the next thing was happened to be the next day oh my goodness how do we how do you even okay next day it was like a murder mystery thing uh, a lot of a lot of y'all or not a lot of y'all but some of y'all understand it or do it or, or in it or audition for i don't know anyway it's like a dinner theater murder mystery you know and it's cute and it's fun and i and i was so happy for everybody that was involved but i no it's not for me. And I had to really, because that's closer than the Friday job. You know what I mean? Where you're like, Ooh, this might be the, this might be the one because this is, this is like acting and, uh, there's audience and I get to have a script and there's a whole situation. Um, I don't want to sound like a snob. However, um, I've worked in New York theater. Do you understand? I've been off, 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 off Broadway. I have had a New York Times review about me in a play. So really, there's no re- I grew up with my mom being an actor and going every summer to this playwrights festival. I don't know. Um, Sam Shepard? mean anything to you? Marie Irene Forness from Cuba. Does this mean anything to you? Not Richard Foreman, but if you know who Richard Foreman is, very close to that, like wild out plays. Anyway, theater, growing up in theater. And I can't, I feel like, who's it in Soap Dish? There, do you know the movie Soap Dish? I feel like I'm okay with this generation that I'm talking to right now. Soap Dish, uh, Sally Field, uh, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, but who's the dude in it? And he has to, he goes from being a big star on a soap opera to doing dinner theater. And I should have known, I should have known that that was going to be similar to this. Not to put it down. Again, I, I, I know I sound snobby to the folks maybe from here who are like, fuck you, lady. You just, cause, oh, I was in New York. Oh, I was in LA. But it's like, you know what? We have to embrace the 
the power that we have. Enough of this humble pie. Do you know what I'm saying? You don't have to be a dick about it. Kevin Klein. Yes, thank you, my love. Thank you, Alex. Um, I cannot get over really how um, calm I have been. And I haven't been... I don't feel like a snob when it comes to comedy. Like, I don't feel like that. And that's where all the kids are like, all the kids here are like, oh my God, your credits. And oh my God, look what you've done. And oh my God, why are you here? And I'm like, really? Because I feel, I don't feel like it in that area. But boy, you put me in a dinner theater situation and I'm like, excuse me, I am an actress doing theater my entire life. How dare you put me in front of people who are eating salads? You know what I mean? So I got, I got a little uptight. Also, um, for the job on Friday, when I had the interview and the woman was giving me very good, she was, oh, she was, she was like, she was touching my nipples. She was making my nipples hard. She knew exactly, she knew where my spots were. Do you know what I mean? You, You get what I mean. A wink, wink, nudge, nudge, you understand. And yes, my husband, I'm knocked. Uh, so she was doing that. Meanwhile, her husband, now I think he's from Israel or is Israel or Russia, but his accent was like, so he says to me in the midst of her uh, giving me the spiel on the job, he says, hey, let me ask you something. I go, yeah, what's up? He says, do you love money? What? Do you love money and i was like <laughs> not that much no and i go mm, that's a tricky question huh i said i, I not really <laughs> and this is not to say i don't need money i said yeah of course like to get by and to pay rent and to get weed and to you know to ha- support my thrift shop habits um yes but not like how he was like do you love money? Like I could tell that someone who brought him to America or sent him to America was like, you go to America and you make all the money. You know how much money they have in America? You go and you make all this money. You take all of their money, stupid Americans. You know, and then he's, I'm like, how come he doesn't do any of the calls? Well, he can't, hello, you want space for ad? Okay, <laughs> Anyway, <clears throat> do you love money? Okay. <sighs> so, also, oh God, I'm losing. You know what? It's okay. I want you guys to know that I feel very uh, gr- grateful for you, for all of you. I want. I just want to put the gratitude out right now. I just. I feel so grateful for all of you to uh, show up every week with me here. And even if you're not watching live and you're just listening or whatever, uh, I just thank you so much because this is really helpful. (laughs) A lot of people, the feedback that I get is unbelievable. The the kind of feedback that I get sometimes makes me feel like I'm I'm a healer, you know, I'm a therapist of some sort. And that is the best thing that I could possibly ever feel. And I just want to say... Thank you. And I also want to say uh, a huge fuck you to the person who said to me once, uh, what do you think you are, like a guru? Um, no, I don't. I think I'm telling my woes so people can feel less woesy about their woes. 
hellos. You know what I mean? I mean, fuck, folks. Fuck, folks. <laughs> I love you so much. Um, I am a, I am a snob. I'm very excited to announce that I'm going to start working with um, the Mariachi Mota family. Oh, my God. It makes me so excited to even just mention their names. I adore 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 these folks now here's another thing i must be grateful for the the people that i've met here in albuquerque i, I don't know i don't know man it's like a there must be an angel that led me to albuquerque i don't think that's a real song but i'm gonna make it a, my song because it's really i have all these pockets of people that are so amazing and brilliant and 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 just in, enlightening and inspiring and the most beautiful art. Talk about artists. Talk about working hard, pushing a dream artists. The, these are my folks here. These are my folks. And I'm talking about my, my girl Audrey, my girl Aubrey and, and Carla, like painters and comics. I know I've mentioned that before, but I'll say it again. There's so much art here. Don't come. It's already too crowded, but it's really pretty if you want to visit. <laughs> I want to protect this place so badly because, listen, I don't mean to be uh, sounding like another snobby lady, but here's the thing. Like, my mom did this, too. Everywhere I go, well, every time I go to a place, like, I went to New York from L.A., like, escaped up from, escaped from L.A. when I was a kid. I moved to New York. Uh, you know, I dropped out of high school, and I left after the L.A. riots, and, um, well, I got some boots, and then I left. What the what? What? You're going to judge me? Because go ahead. Go ahead and judge me. I told you I didn't like the government earlier. Anyway, I really, <laughs> I really am grateful for all this. Um, uh, But what the fuck was I saying? Oh, God, you guys. Sometimes the PCP smoking from when I was a kid. You know, I don't, I'm very grateful that I, good, 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 grateful that I have. That I'm here and alive and I don't usually stutter, but once in a while I completely lose it. And I'm like, what was, what, what happened? Hey, shut up, dummy. That's all I hear in my head. And that's obviously a PCP flashback from when I was 14 years old and Froggy was yelling at me. Anyway, I love being here. Thank you. I love being here, but I'm afraid that it's going to get gentrified. Like how when I moved to New York from when I was a kid, I moved to New York and it was all scary and good, you know, like all dark and scary and fucking good. Then I would go and get heroin for people down in the Lower East Side who were too scared. Like, oh my God, you go below Houston. Oh my God, you go below Avenue A. And for those of you who know New York City, you know that now below Houston and below Avenue A, it's fucking Bikram Yoga and Boba. You know what I mean? Suck a dick. A bunch of window, bunch of window boutique hotels. Do you know what I mean? Like window walls, like those fucking, I don't want to see a bunch of rich people enjoying their life while I'm down here in the fucking, anyway, I watched it go from like the street where I used to get my heroin <laughs> which I, I really enjoyed. It was, it was the dark, the darkness and, uh, the, the frightening, uh, feel that other people had, but I didn't have that because I came from dark ass LA, which I was all gangy and I didn't care. So I'm going into these abandoned buildings in the Lower East Side, like opening up the doors, like, Hey, what's up you guys? And there's all these Puerto Rican dudes like, damn girl, what are you doing? 
And I'm like, I don't know, just fucking need some heroin. And they're like, oh, all right. Um, I got a lot of love. They called me Hey Love because I wore the big door knocker earrings that said love. Some of you know this about me. I appreciate you. Anyway, uh, it got gentrified. And then all of a sudden where I used to get my heroin was all of a sudden a French bistro. So um, then I moved back to L.A. when I got to uh, gentrify. I was like, yikes, like Disney in 42nd Street instead of porno. What the fuck is this, New York? And so I moved back to L.A. And everywhere in L.A., like where I had got shot and everything like that. Oh, my God. It's like it's just pretty. And like there's like another there's like another burrito place right there. Or what did they have in L.A.? It was just too much Del Taco. Do you know what I mean? Like too many Del Tacos everywhere. And they had built buildings in between buildings that were anyway. Long story longer. It got gentrified. So I'm afraid that I'm bringing my goddamn hip ass out here and I'm going to be like, Albuquerque, Albuquerque, Albuquerque. And then all of a sudden there's going to be traffic. And so bitches are going to be like, yeah, thanks a lot, Miss Wood. Thanks a lot for blowing up the spot. I shouldn't say blowing up the spot. Anyways, um, speaking of bikes, um, I did take a bike ride. And um, do you hear that? It sounds like a big mosquito, but I think it's a... Electrical saw. Anyway, it sounds like my dildo. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, here's the part where I want to tell you when to come and see me. Because I looked at all my... Look, I'm like, snobby theater. Yeah, I did that. Um, do you love money? Yeah, I did that. Uh, you know, job interviews. Yeah, car troubles. Yeah. Anyway, so I bring my car into the mechanic uh, yesterday and he's all, and I had the training at the last, at the third job yesterday and the mechanic comes in and he's all, and, and, and the mechanic, uh, it gets there later than we had like planned out in the, in before. And then he's all get in the car. I'll drive you to the, to the interview, to the training at the diner. And I was all really. And he goes, yeah, but we got in my car and he drove my car, which my car, I've been scared to drive. Like I've been so scared to drive it. I'm all dude, are you, are you sure you want to try? He's all, yeah. And then I'm thinking, you know how many people I know whose cars is fucked up? Like even the, the little sweetheart girl who gave me the lift on Friday after the job interview over at that other joint she, her car broke down when we stopped for gas she couldn't get it started again <laughs> my boo-boo head my poor boo-boo head I mean really you know the car situation and then you know you remember me and Carla out on the highway out on the highway with Carla Vasquez out running out of gasoline then a little alien person came by and wanted to help us, Queens. Anyway, I have had, I, I, I'm with Chuck all the time in his truck. Chuck's truck is like, a, he's got to put it in neutral when fucking, you know. So anyway, everyone's going <laughs> to so what am I talking about the car? But my mechanic gave me a ride to the training at the job. I just think there's, there's such a mitzvah in there. Do you, do you know mitzvah? It's a Yiddish word. It means very good. Very, very, uh, it's a good deed. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> this is the part where I tell you that I trained at the job yesterday at the diner. It's a diner. It's very cute. Oh my God. It's so cute. Um, it's exactly like how Criff Dogs and Fat Dog was. It doesn't have a dog name in it and they don't have hot dogs, which is great because this is going to be a different thing that I do now. <laughs> and, you know, uh, the, my old Buddhist teacher used to say, 
really practice not not bringing old experiences with you to the new experiences because that doesn't help anything. Then you lose all the moments that you're having in these new experiences. Where are you? You're in this old experience. So you're not even experiencing the moments. Do you know? You know, y'all are so hip. Anyhow, so I get down to the diner. He drops me off. It's morning time. Boo-boos. They throw me a shirt. I put that shirt on. I go to work. I go to work. I go to work. And all of a sudden, there I am. Motherfucker had a pen behind my ear, looking at a point. You know, doing the little, you know what it is with the waitressing and the whole point of sale. You know, the fucking system. Anyway, I might not know the technical words, but I was jamming out on that floor there and it was very sweet and everybody was so nice and I was like damn everybody's so nice and the dude who did the hiring like the owner dude the you know the big dude in charge he is all when we met I'm all hey I'm Jessica how are you and he goes hey Jessica what are your pronouns oh my god I was like boo boo I'm old and you know I'm a gal I said, I'm an old gal. You can just call me a gal. Hey, girl. Hey. I was like, she, her, gal, whatever, bitch, witch. You know, it all works. And so, but I thought that was so nice. I thought that was nice. That was like my first moment with them. Well, my first moment, I walked in and I was like, ooh, this is a cute little gift shop up in the front. Like expensive. Like you could tell, like people were like, oh my God. I'm in Albuquerque and I'm going to get a blankie, you know, or like a candle. Um, so I went and interviewed there and they put me on the floor and it was just like, brah, brah, brah. I mean, it was machine gun fucking heavy. Like, whoo, bow, bow, bow. and it was great. It was great. I didn't stop all day. But here, let me tell you something. Scooch in. Let me tell you something. You haven't carried a plate in two and a half years, bitch. You're going over there and carrying plates. Okay. I was like, good Lord. Plus, more anxiety than I before. More anxiety. So I didn't sleep. I had maybe four and a half hours, about four and a half hours. And I didn't want to smoke because I got to see these people. Remember a goddamn green or red or Christmas. Green or red or Christmas. You want green or red or Christmas? You know what I'm talking about. I'm not local babies. Anyways, here's the part where I tell you you can come and see me um, live because I got to go. Uh, all right. <clears throat> My Albuquerque people, oh, I love you so much. Okay. This Wednesday, I am doing a very short set in the beginning of the show, but I am also judging at Revel for the roast battles. Mm, I know. I should probably think about some things tonight and write some things down for these fuckers and try to I got to figure out some bags for these fools. Anyway, uh, that's, t- that's uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. <laughs> what does it matter with me? A lot. Um, tomorrow at Rebel, the roast battles. Saturday, I'll be at, I have to keep looking because I cannot seem to PCP brain hold the thing. B2B Garden Brewery. That's on Comanche, Comanche Road. B2B Garden Brewery. That's on Saturday. And then hold the phone Sunday for my El Paso people. I'm, Yvette, booby, 
my booby. That's my booby. She live out there. And I got a booby right here. I will be in El Paso. It's an early show on Sunday. I'll be performing with the beautiful and amazing and hilarious Carla Vasquez. I spoke of her earlier. Uh, also, Sharita uh, uh, and, oh, I don't have the flyer in front of me, but it will be at Max downtown. <laughs> I like leaned out for a second. Hold on. I got the thing. Um, Max downtown El Paso. It's a four o'clock show. So smoke your weed before you get there, stoners. Um, four o'clock show, Sunday the 20th, Saturday the 19th, B2B, a BRB. I'm going to B2B. <laughs> LOL. And tomorrow night at Revel Entertainment for the Rose Battles. Why am I holding my hand out like, I roast you. The thing is, when I get roasted, it's always the same roast. And you know what? It's all true. Everyone who's ever roasted me in my life, and I'm talking about even 20 years ago, you know what the roasts were? She's old. She likes to fuck black guys and Mexican guys and Puerto Rican guys and all kinds of flavor guys. And I'm like, yeah, and yeah, and yes, and yes, and yes. Here's the thing. Who gives a fuck what kind of people you like to fuck? First off, that's not a joke to me. That's just facts. <laughs> and why would it be a joke? And why would it be a roast for me to want to fuck somebody who doesn't look like me? Is that, why is that a fucking put down and a roast? Bitch, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's such a bullshit, foul, American, fucking stereotypical, goddamn, ignorant, low-hanging fruit. What? I'll come up with some other stuff to say. Anyhow, I always, and I am older, <laughs> but you know what? Not only am I looking better than I did in my 20s, heroin, but I am also much happier, heroin. And I uh, am actually really happy to be here, heroin. <laughs> All right, I should go, heroin. I, um, don't worry, I don't do heroin anymore. But I, I think about it, and I think about the PCP, and I think about the acid. Oh, oh how I love the acid. Um... When let's let's take a let's take a wager on how long it'll take for me to get told you can't really talk like that here uh, at the new job. Mm. Anyway, I hope I get to see you at one of the shows this week, and I hope that um, everybody has a fantastic week and weekend. And please don't watch the news too much. Please, it's so so hard on our psyche. Miss B, I love you, boo-boo. Um, have a good rest of your day at work. Um, oh, my Chris, my abo. Uh, I just get so happy when I see everybody here. Oh, my Tokaya, hi, thank you. Um, I, I just love you guys. And listen, if you can come, come out. If you can't, maybe you want to support the show, you can go on my Patreon. It's only $3 a month to support the show. Uh, get wood 69 <laughs> I know. She's so sexual. And you know what? Why the fuck not? As the lady who the audience member who said to me a couple weeks ago, you sound like a man. And I was like, no, mama, we're changing that shit. Okay. Let's change the narrative. Come on, babies. All right. I love you. Please take care of yourself. Oh my God. I went over. I went over. I went over. I went so over. God. Uh, Share the show for me, please, God. And you know what? hashtag get wood podcast because you build it up in the algorithms why do you why do you know and uh also i get to see it and so i really appreciate you all and please stay safe 
stay kind to yourself, stay gentle with yourself, stay kind to others, and just do the best you can. Four agreements. Keep looking up the four agreements. That's all I got to say. I won't tell them to you. That's isn't fucking all right already, Jessica. This is a self-help. It might be a little bit, fuckers. Who would yell fuckers if it was a self-help show? Anyway, I cannot stand how much I love you because I have never loved anything like this. Maybe my cats, Yama and Yaza. Eh, maybe. All right. Maybe. All right. I love you. Hey, so-so, okay? Have a so-so week. Don't go crazy out there. <laughs> Just be good to yourselves and each other. Okay. I love you. Okay, I say goodbye now. I say goodbye. All right. Uh, goodbye. I love you. End. End now.